Hi, this is Ezra Engel, and you're listening to The Voice, reading Isaiah 57 for Thursday, March 10th. The righteous perish, and no one ponders it in his heart. Devout men are taken away, and no one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. They find rest as they lie in death. But you, come here, you sons of a sorceress, you offspring of adulterers and prostitutes. Whom are you mocking? At whom do you sneer and stick out your tongue? Are you not a brood of rebels, the offspring of liars? You burn with lust among the oaks, and under every spreading tree. You sacrifice your children in the ravines, and under the overhanging crags. The idols among the smooth stones of the ravines are your portion. They they are your lot. Yes, to them you have poured out drink offerings, and offered grain offerings. In the light of these things, should I relent? You have made your bed on a high and lofty hill. There you went up to offer your sacrifices. Behind your doors and your doorposts you have put your pagan symbols, forsaking me. You uncovered your bed. You climbed into it and opened it wide. You made a pact with those whose beds you love, and you looked on their nakedness. You went to Molech with olive oil and increased your perfumes. You sent your ambassadors far away. You descended to the grave itself. You were wearied by all your ways. But you would not say, it is hopeless. You found renewal of your strength, and so you did not faint. Whom have you so dreaded and feared that you have been false to me, and have neither remembered me nor pondered this in your hearts? Is it not because I have long been silent that you do not fear me? I will expose your righteousness and your works, and they will not benefit you. When you cry out for help, let your collection of idols save you. The wind will carry all of them off. A mere breath will blow them away. But the man who makes me his refuge will inherit the land and possess my holy mountain. And it will be said, Build up, build up, prepare the road, remove the obstacles out of the way of my people. For this is what the high and lofty one says, He who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly, and to revive the heart of the contrite. I will not accuse forever, nor will I always be angry, for then the spirit of man would grow faint before me, the breath of man that I have created. I was enraged by his sinful greed. I punished him and hid my face in anger. Yet he kept on in his willful ways. I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. I will guide him and restore comfort to him, creating praise on the lips of the mourners in Israel. Peace. Peace to those far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. But the wicked are like the tossing sea, which cannot rest, whose waves cast up mire and mud. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. Isaiah 57. I highlighted verse 16 of this chapter, which interested me as I read it. I was thinking about the contrast between reading the Old Testament and reading the New Testament. Many people describe it as though there were two different gods. There's the God of the Old Testament that brings wrath and punishment. And in the New Testament, God's Son who brings forgiveness and turns the other cheek. And, uh, you know, the God of grace. And so the question is, why the stark difference? But this verse right here is in the Old Testament saying that I will not accuse forever, nor will I always be angry. For then the spirit of man would grow faint before me, the breath of man that I have created. God knows all things, but he knows the spirit of man couldn't take it if God would accuse us of our sins forever and always be angry with us. And he knew that our spirit needed forgiveness. 
and grace and a second chance to be reconciled to God through more than the blood of animals, but through a perfect sacrifice of himself. The other thing that interested me as I read this chapter is the first verse, which says the righteous perish and no one ponders it in his heart. Devout men are taken away and no one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. So when loved ones pass away, some people blame God and say, why would you take them away? But if you look at it from God's perspective, he's taking them out of this world where good and evil are battling and existing in the same space. And good people suffer. Innocent people suffer. And death, in some instances, is God sparing them from further evil. To be in his presence where there are no more tears and no more pain. And for some on earth, if they understand what heaven is, would find it's not something to be afraid of. But on the other hand, it's something they can look forward to. Thank you for listening to The Voice.